Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet authors and illustrators Matthew Gray Goobler, Emily Arnold McCulley, and best-selling young adult author A.S. King. From using a delightfully weird monster to encourage kids to be themselves, to illuminating the life of a brilliant mathematician, the stories these authors bring to life will enthrall listeners. Plus, find out which author can't distinguish her own recorded voice from her sister's. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Matthew Gray Goobler. I wrote, illustrated, and voiced the book Rumple Buttercup, a story of bananas belonging and being yourself. My book is about a lonely little monster who hides out underground with his imaginary friend made of trash because he's worried he doesn't fit in with the rest of society. Describe what it was like to record your audiobook in one word. Roller coaster. Because of all of the different voices and the different emotions involved with telling the story of Rumple Buttercup. What are you most excited for listeners to hear? This is the narration that happens in my head every day, so it's nice to finally hear it realized in a uh, factual setting. You guys are hearing my inner monologue. Is there a word or phrase that you realized you didn't know how to pronounce? My own last name. Who is your dream narrator, living or dead, if you hadn't read it yourself? Oh, man, that's tough. It would probably be, shoot, it's tough. Vincent Price, Boris Karloff, Jimmy Stewart. He kind of is Rumpel. What was the last great audiobook you listened to? It was actually a poem. It was Christopher Walken reading The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, as if The Raven was written by someone, <laughs> someone else. This is Emily Arnold McCulley. My book is Dreaming in Code, Ada Byron Lovelace, Computer Pioneer. I started writing about Ada Lovelace in picture book form and did several versions of that book. And the story of her life interested me just as much as did the fact that she had written the first computer code. I am no mathematician. But I think what I've emphasized in the book is what's most important and what Walter Isaacson also emphasized when he wrote about male computer pioneers. He said, anyone involved with computers today must remember that it's not merely technology. It's not merely mathematical work. It also has to involve imagination, imagination in developing the programs and in applying them to human use. Her mother tried to suppress her imagination at all costs. She failed, and the result was a brilliant mathematician with an imagination. Recording this book was something of a challenge because about 24 hours before the date of the recording, I developed a pretty bad cold. So my voice has been quite strained, but I've been helped through this enormously by director and engineer here. One of the odd things about this, for me, is that my voice is identical to my sister's voice. When I hear her speak, I'm not so aware of it, but when I hear myself recorded, I can't tell the difference. So it's very odd to make a recording and then listen to it and not be able to tell whether it's me or my sister. <laughs>
The story involved a lot of what amounts to dialogue, so we decided that it would be more interesting to hear my approximations of British accents. And there were a number of names. We had to figure out how to pronounce them. Waronzo, for one, and Griech, and Wetston, and so forth. So there was a lot of research that had to go into figuring out the correct pronunciations. What appealed to me so much about Ada's life is how dramatic it was. And so I hope that listening to this will be like listening to a story, and a story of a life that had great significance and also radical ups and downs. There are characters involved, and I tried to characterize the different people so that it really is like listening to a little drama, I hope. If I had to pick a narrator, I think maybe the actor... Kristen Stewart, who is just strange enough and just very, very talented enough and perhaps perverse enough to play Ada. So let me say she should make the movie of Ada's life, too. I do listen to audiobooks, and the the one that I'm actually listening to now is Miriam Margulies reading Bleak House. And it's a very long, challenging book, and she talks about the difficulties that she faced in reading it. Of course, she's a consummate reader, and so it's wonderful, and she does all of the characters magnificently. She, by the way, is in a movie based on my book, Mirette on the High Wire, and she's wonderful. Hi, this is A.S. King. If I was to describe this recording in one word, I would say satisfying. It took so long to write this book. This was like the longest project I'd worked on, and I had so much of myself inside of it. So for me, I guess it was just really satisfying. I only did the narration parts, too, so it was amazing to have a cast like Listening Library gave us. What planted the seed of this book, I mean, I write books in a very weirdly organic way. So I had had the shoveler parts written already after shoveling a ridiculous amount of snow after a blizzard here in Pennsylvania, but it didn't go anywhere. And so I had about 65, 70 pages written. I knew he had some issues. I knew what his deal was. I knew he'd moved a lot. I knew all that. And then... I tossed him because he was getting me nowhere. There was nothing. There was no plot, nothing. So I just thought, okay, this book is dead. Toss it. So then I started a new book, and the main character's name was Can I Help You? And she was talking, and she was doing her thing. She's pretty interesting. It was cool. And then she was in the park where there was no snow, and she sees the shoveler shoveling even though there's no snow. And I thought, oh, wow, that's an A.S. King book. So then I brought the shoveler back in, and, you know, we figured it out. And while I was writing it, at some point I was in Wichita for a festival, and I'd had dinner with a few librarian friends and a few teacher-reader friends. And this woman and I ended up having a drink afterwards, and we were talking. And we were in this sort of bar. It wasn't necessarily a sports bar, but there were sports on the television behind me and behind the bar. And somebody scored a goal, and these people behind us were obnoxiously loud about it. Now, I get being, you know, a sports fan, and that's cool, but they wouldn't stop. Like, they just were obnoxious, and we couldn't hear each other. And I turned back to her, and she was a woman of color, and I turned back to her, and I said, ugh, white people. And she looked straight at me, dead in the eyes, and said, those are your people. And I looked back at them, and I couldn't connect 
But I knew she was right, and I knew I had to explore that. Whatever I just explained to you, I knew that was what I had to explore, and that the shoveler and can I help you were there in order to explore it. Narrating an audiobook is it's always harder because I always forget how unbelievably exhausted I am after day two. I mean, I already have a massive respect for voice actors because I'm not one. I'm going to read the story the way I'm talking to you now. It wasn't harder or easier. I have done it before, so I remember it being, I guess, more difficult than I thought. But but it's more difficult in a more sort of mind games way. Your brain really messes with you. Like, I'm pretty confident as a writer, kind of. I mean, I hope I am. But as a speaker or as a narrator, I really don't know what I'm doing. But I also know that when I read, like, books to my kids, I'm good at it. But that's not what I'm doing here, you know. So it was definitely not easier. I'll put it that way. Yes, there was definitely a phrase or word that I didn't know how to pronounce. Well, I knew how to pronounce it, but the minute you hit it when you're reading it, you have to stop. And, of course, it's the Latin name for the potato, which is Solanum tuberosum. And I could say that to you two weeks ago, and I could say it to you now just like that. I didn't cheat. I didn't look. It's just right there in my head. But the minute I hit it on the manuscript, I had to stop and remind, you know, ask myself how to pronounce it. And all three of us in the studio were wrong pronouncing turmeric. I said turmeric. They said turmeric. And it turns out it's turmeric. Now I don't even know. I'm still going to call it turmeric. (laughs) But for the book, we pronounced it correctly anyway. One of the things I'm proudest of when it comes to the book is... I love the freak's message. She surprised me as a writer. A lot of my characters surprised me a little bit. The freak surprised me a lot. And so as she grows and gets more intense, she's finding her way to what she's really there for. Like she's in the book for a reason. If not, she wouldn't be there. And so for me, I think I'm proudest of the narration of her true message, the real reason she's in this book, and to realize what the freak would really like you to know as a reader that I think is my proudest and I think it was definitely for me a very emotional moment in the studio and I think that counts for something when you're recording audio. My dream narrator, living or dead, if I hadn't done it myself, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I would love to hear Carrie Fisher read anything, anytime, phone book, store list, whatever. Okay, last great audiobook I listened to. I have such a mix when I listen to audiobooks, everything from self-help to younger readers, that kind of thing. So I really enjoyed Challenger Deep by Neil Shusterman. I cannot remember who narrated it, but it was intense. The book's intense anyway, but the narration on that book was just phenomenal. And I think outside of that, Symphony for the City of the Dead by M.T. Anderson. He read that himself. It's nonfiction. I don't know how he managed to make that as exciting as it was. I listened to The Poet X before I read it, and then I read it, and then I listened to it again. That was also read by the author, Elizabeth Acevedo, and what a narration she did. That was brilliant. But I'm in the middle right now of listening to a book called White Fragility, which is really quite fascinating. I also listen to podcasts, and I'd like to recommend a podcast called Uncivil. It's some really great truth about the Civil War, and it is fascinating and really well done. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.